the volume. This session is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook for a reason, y'all. It's so easy to use. It's safe and secure. That's one of the main things for me. I don't want any BS. I love that there's no BS with FanDuel. Plus, you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Plus, it's super fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. It's awesome. So if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY for New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 and 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. It's Q&A time. More like Q and Renee. That's what we like to call it, and I was going to use that for the hashtag, but I know that that's a little confusing. Um, so I just kept it simple. We put it out to uh, to the Twitter masses. said, send us any questions. This is a free-for-all, a little ask-me-anything. And we used a hashtag, Ask Renee. I like these episodes. Emilio's with me, by the way. Emilio Sparks, the one, the only. His hair's in a man bun. He shaved his um, face the other day, and it's already back in, like, well beyond a five o'clock shadow. What would we call this? This is scruff beyond scruff. It's, it's that layer right before it becomes full Brody Lee beard again. Just days away. We're heading out to Las Vegas very soon. So this will be airing while we're already in Las Vegas. Um, But this is going to be a lot of fun. We've got some really cool stuff lined up. We're going to be jumping into the Blue Wire Studios. They've got a beautiful setup at the Wynn and they've invited us to come down to use their space, set up the sessions there. As of today, we have Tony Storm going to be joining us live in the studio. So that episode will be coming out. I cannot wait to have her on. Um, I feel like we've been trying to connect and get on the same page and get her on the show for a little bit now. So I'm really pumped that this is happening in person and that we waited for like the right time to do it. I'm glad. I love when you do this, the whole Zoom thing, interact conversation, like the whole shebang with people. But I think the magic of you and this program is when you're in your element with people, you got the cute little outfit on. You have- oh my God, I love a cute little outfit. I do have on like a cute little pink lip right now. I'm in my pink lip era right now. Um, so just get used to it is what I'm saying. I love a simple makeup pop of a lip. Anyways, I digress. I was just took over the thing that you were saying. I mean, no, that, listen, it's your show. This is what you're supposed to do. You want to put over pink lips, put over pink lips. Do what you got to do. It's fine. Do what you got to do. No, I'm really excited for it. I'm excited for us to go out to Las Vegas. I'm really looking forward to this trip. As somebody who like just moved from Vegas, I'm obviously excited to like kind of get back to my old stomping grounds. I'm not looking forward to the flight uh, because John and I were just out in D.C. He had a show out there with New Japan. 
Nora and I ended up going last minute. I'm glad that we did because it was like a good reminder of like, oh shit, we've not flown with Nora for a long time. And last time we did fly with her, we flew flown with her a few times, but she was really little. So she just slept and she was fine. It was easy. Now we're dealing with like a toddler. This is a toddler that has found her voice. She is loud. She is the busiest baby I have ever seen. Like she just just like on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. So please keep me in your thoughts and prayers um, Tuesday morning as we fly to uh, Las Vegas. Keep me in your thoughts and keep everybody else in the plane in your thoughts, please. And thank you. Um, but I will say I, I have zero tolerance for people that get mad at babies on a plane. Like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do and what do you want her to do? She's in a spot. I can't really do much to like, I can't reason with her at this point. She's still a baby. I've never understood that. I've been on some plane rides where the kids are crying and whatever. I have noise canceling headphones. Who doesn't have noise canceling headphones? Put on your headphones, put on your show, put on your podcast, put on the sessions, do whatever you got to do. But like you can be, I'm the one dealing with this in real time. How about a little sympathy for me? I can't put on my noise-canceling headphones. I got to be mom. Does she pop her little head up and look out the window all inquisitively that she's up in the sky? She does. She likes to pop her head out the window for sure. She likes, she just wants to see what everybody's doing. She pops her head between the seats and she's like checking out the people behind us. She is, uh, she's pretty funny. So it should be cool. Um, but either way, yeah, I'm really excited to get out there and you're going to be there and we're going to get to hang out and it's going to be so much fun. I mean, we're overdue. It's been, oh God. Since Chicago. Since Chicago. Yeah, we're overdue to hang. Yeah, which was a long time ago. Nora was only like two or three months then. Now she's like a year in like just a couple weeks. I bought her um, her first birthday present today. What'd you get her? So I bought her a little necklace, like a personalized necklace with her name on it and her birthstone. Because I was like, what do you get for a first birthday? Like she doesn't really have like interests, so to speak, yet. She doesn't need more toys. She doesn't need more outfits. Um, So I was like, I want to get her something she can have. And that she can like have for years and either, you know, wear it, hold on to it, whatever you want to do. So I I pulled the trigger on that this morning. I feel I feel pretty strongly about it. Do you fear that the child is going to rip the necklace off her neck? 100%. She rips mine off my neck all the time. She's like, you know, I find like that fine balance. I'm like, I'm not going to buy like something super expensive because either it's going to get lost or it's going to get broken, whatever. So I kind of like split the difference on it. But um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped. I'm like I'm I'm like that mom that's like super psyched to like throw a birthday party, get all the balloons. I ordered her a cake like we're we're down to clown. It's going to be good. Are you going to have an actual clown? No. I would do that at some point, though. People have like weird. I don't have any weird relationships with clowns, so I got no problem. I, I had a magician come to one of my birthday parties when I was little once, and I, and I still remember it, and I loved it. So I would definitely do that at one point. But with her turning one again, she doesn't care. So I, I got her like a cake that is decorated with Benny and Blue on top, our dogs. She loves our dogs. That's the only thing that she's like, love the dogs. So I'm like, all right, let's lean into the dogs for a little bit. But other than that, she's going to have some cake. I might set up like a baby pool, like a sprinkler situation. Let her play in the water. She enjoys that. Um, But that's the plan. Are you going to do the cake smashing photos? You have to. See, this is all stuff that I've learned throughout the years that my friends have had kids or whatever. And I'm I'm sitting there, I was like, wait a minute, we never did none of this growing up. I don't remember birthday parties being this big, grandiose gamuria. Like, I don't, I don't. 
know what they are. Like we're only having like, you know, some family, maybe a few friends over. Like it's small. This is not like a big over the top party. Like, you know, maybe when she was like older and can like recognize and appreciate things. But otherwise, it's like she's going to want to play for a bit and go take a nap. Um, So to go like all out is feels like a little annoying for me. Not like annoying for me to do, but just like I don't think it's necessary. I mean, once she's a teenager, she's going to be embarrassed by you and John and be like, oh, get away. This is my birthday. Leave me alone. Like she's going to try to sneak wine coolers or something. Oh, like. my God. I can't even think about it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, OK, so this is an Ask Me Anything episode. We put out the tweet. Hashtag Ask Renee. Do we get anything good? What's going on out there? Let us see what we have with the hashtag Ask Renee. This is from Virus 13 Fiction, and he writes, if you could ask John to stop doing one thing in the ring, what would it be and why? Um, licking people's blood, 100%. That drives me bonkers. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't get it. I hate it. Um, that definitely ranks really, really high for me. Anytime he does it, I'm like, why? What is happening? Why are you doing this? I don't think it's necessary. Um, that, that would be, uh, the number one for me. I hate it. I also don't love slap spots, like into like a slap to the head I could do without. I actually don't love spots with chairs either (laughs) as I just keep going. So when he licks somebody's blood and he comes home, let's say a couple of days after and wants to give you a smooch, how turned off are you? Like, you know where that mouth's been. I actually don't think about that at all. Um, which is funny because, yeah, you say you think obviously you would think that. But at that point, I'm like, eh, sometimes past. And I don't know. I don't I don't really think about it. I worry more about like the long term effects. Tammy Moxley wanted to know what will be the overall theme of Nora's birthday party. So I don't think there is going to be like an actual theme. I've been looking at it more. I'm like, should I have more of a theme? So initially I was going to make the full theme Benny and Blue themed. So I was going to get like fat heads done of Benny and Blue and put them around in the yard, which I guess I still could. The time is ticking down on me. So if I am going to do that, I got to really pull the trigger like now. Um, but otherwise, I'm like, I want to get some balloons. But then I start looking in the balloons. I'm like, oh, shit, should I get like one of those big, beautiful like um balloon arches or like the like full balloon decor do I do a balloon wall uh which is great but then I'm like but then I got to deal with it after I hate getting I hate dealing with garbage it's very annoying like like what do you do with it afterwards like yeah you can pop all the balloons and whatever but I'm I'm sure there's some kind of structure keeping it all together and then I've got to call 1-800-GOT-JUNK those are my guys Get rid of any other crap in my house that that the garbage, um, like the city is not going to take. So, anyways, I'm I'm deviating, but um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do a huge theme. But I think even food wise, I was going to put something on the smoker and like trigger it up and do like uh, I don't know, do um a brisket, something like that. But now I'm like, maybe I'll just do a bunch of different finger foods, stuff that I know Nora will really like and all the adults can just kind of deal. Do like some chicken nuggets. Do like just stuff that she can pick at that I think that that she would really enjoy. And then the adults can kind of piggyback on that too. Well, I mean, essentially it's her day. But if if we're being honest though, I think the first birthday party is more for the parents because it's like, all right, we survived the first year of having a thing that we have to raise, like this little thing. 
It is, but like, I do want it to be a thing. Like, I don't want to overwhelm her by doing too much because she's a baby. She can be overstimulated. I'm not looking to like rock her world to the point that she's like, oh, I hate this. And I feel I need to go like be left. I need to be in like a room and be left alone. So I I really don't want to go too crazy with anything. I think just like some cousins are going to be here. Let her play. Let her crawl around. Let her do her thing. I've got a couple cute little outfits for her um, because, you know, you're going to have to do the smash cake. So she's inevitably going to get very dirty at some point. Um, but no, it's just going to be fun and light and easy. I'm, I'm trying not to overthink it. No, you have to have multiple outfit changes. It's 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 a birthday party. You got to You got to dress your best. How many... How many outfits when you used to, If I don't know if you were a big birthday celebrator when you would go out or whatever, but like, would you make Renee's birthday? Was it just the day? Was it the week? Some people make it a month. Like there's a month activity. Nah, I don't fuck with that. I don't, I don't like that. I got no time for that. And also at a, what drives me nuts about that is when people like my age, your age, when people are still doing that, if you're like a kid, you're like a teenager and you're like kind of making light of it and you're like, it's my birthday month. Yay. Like, fine. You start getting into like your mid to late 20s and you still think you're fucking celebrating like that. Grow up. You got to grow up and move on. Yes, celebrate your birthday. That's great. But like you think everyone needs to go out to multiple dinners for your birthday and you need to be spoiled for a month. You got to check it. I think that's crazy. That's just you being self-absorbed. Yes. I'm I hate it. I hate it. I avoid all that. Even when like the girls that I was dating, they said, we're going to do a birthday month. I go, you're going to do a birthday month. We're going to do a birthday night. And that's it. I'm good. That's all it should be. Like, I just like, yes, I would, I would love to go out to dinner. I I don't really need it much beyond that. Like, I want to have dinner. Like, I do want to, like, celebrate in some way. But, like, that's kind of the extent of it. Let's go out to dinner. Let's have a glass of wine. I don't know. I'm not saying, like, hey, take me to Paris for the week for my birthday. Like, that's... I mean, that's kind of cool, though. Would be cool. But I know I'm not getting that. So I'm allowed to talk shit on it. How about this? Next, when I see him in Vegas, I'll pull him aside. I'll be like, bro. Take it to Paris. He'll laugh in your face. I'm lucky he gives me a fist bump when I see him. You know, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but this uh, this one's from Boop, and Boop wants to know when was your last spa day, and how do we make John make sure that you get to the spa? God, when was the last time I was at? You know what? I actually almost this morning. So I booked um, my Airbnb for getting out to Vegas. But we were having a really hard time booking our Airbnb for some reason. It kept like the payments weren't going through and it was like rerouting. We kept re- like trying it a million different times and we're like, shit is like Airbnb just not working for us right now. So we almost abandoned all hope and we were going to stay at one of the resorts. And I was like, oof, does this mean I can go get a massage? Can I go sit in a steam room? Like, give me the sauna deal. I mean, beyond that, of course, there's other uh, spa things that I would love to do, but I've, I, oh God, when was the last time I was at a spa? I probably our honeymoon. I don't get to the spa often. I don't have time for that anymore. I'm just like, I don't have time for anything anymore. So the idea of like, I go and get my nails done. I'm like, it's so funny. I got my nails done this week and the chick next to me 
sits down. She's like, I have an hour. Can you do my my toes and my hands in an hour? And like the people in the salon started laughing at like laughing at like kind of ridiculous. that It's hard to pull that off in an hour. But she's like, Mike, I've got a babysitter. I have no time. Can you do this? I'm like, girlfriend, I hear you. I see you. I get it. There's no time for anything anymore. So, no, the idea of going to a spa um, feels sort of far away. I would love to do it, but um, I have a foot massage machine at home, so that makes me happy. I just recently started, I, I consider this a spa, I just recently started going to a chiropractor, and I think that's just the most amazing, just delicious thing in the world because it's like cracking the neck and the back and the hips and like the the knees and whatever at first, I was paranoid because it's like, what happens if I like accidentally twinge and I like, like what happens? Oh. I know. I I'm, I get a little nervous with it too, to be honest. I've not gone to the chiropractor all that often. I had to go at one point when I was pregnant because my back was so out of sorts at one point when they're like, there's not that much we can do for you right now. Um, no, I, I like getting a massage is it for me. My muscles, especially like I've been like really upping my workouts and like, walking a ton so like my hips are really tight my and we where we live it's tons of hills so my calves are calling me up on the phone too fight fans take your best shot with a risk-free bet of up to one thousand dollars from FanDuel sportsbook even if your fighter gets knocked out or tapped out new customers get up to one thousand dollars back if your first bet doesn't win just sign up using the promo code renee to bet on all the biggest boxing matches and UFC fights. Get up in there. Make some money. You guys can choose from the money line and the method of victory and so much more. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. The app is so freaking easy to use. And when you win, you get paid real fast. And FanDuel Sportsbook has just launched in Ontario, Canada. My home province. Let's get after it. So to place your first bet risk-free, just sign up with the promo code Renee. That's R-E-N-E-E. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-8-HO. NY or text Hope NY for New York, Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee and visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia or 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming. Uh, Sassy Greyjoy wants to know, since moving to Cincinnati, what is your favorite local food item you've tried? So at Finley Market, Finley Market's amazing. It's one of like the oldest food markets in the United States. It's beautiful. There's farmer's markets in there, but there's also like a bunch of different vendors. Um, I had this amazing, amazing, amazing fish taco, but it was a baked, I think it was tilapia, but it was, it had this like jalapeno cilantro crema sauce over it that was so good. So, so, so good shit. I feel like I'm starving right now. And now as soon as we end this, I'm like, do we need to walk to Finley Market and go get some of that food? But there's also this incredible Euro spot there. And they do this. Um, it's a red chili 
red pepper feta cream sauce that they put on their gyro. And it's like the perfect amount of like slap you in the face with a little heat with like so much flavor. Oh, my God. Ooh. And there's also an Arepa place there. there. The food out here is amazing. There's a lot of really great food spots. It sounds like there's a lot of culinary delights, and I'm so glad you just did not go for, hey, Skyline Chili, simple answer. No, no, no. Skyline's fine. Like, I, I like Skyline, but when I'm actually thinking of, like, something that people have put some, like, time and care, it's not just, like, a fast food spot. Those are the ones that really come to mind for me. Oh, my God. I have to go after this. I need that fish taco. I am getting that fish taco, and I'm going to conquer it today. <gasps> Yay! And it's, like, beautiful weather outside, too. You go for a little stroll. You let those super calves do the work for you, and then you earn your fish taco. Yes. Also, I feel like fish tacos um, are pretty shame-free. I feel like tacos in general, I find it like I've, I've always found that weird that like tacos get that rap of like being like not healthy. It's just like meat in like a tortilla. Like how crazy can that be? I mean, I'm very excited to go back to this vegan taqueria that was in Vegas that Kel Dansby took me to the last time I was in Vegas with Gallows and Anderson. There's a really great vegan spot in Vegas called Veggie Nation that's really good. And there's also a really great vegan donut spot that Amy Dumas took me to when we were there, and it was amazing. There's some really good vegan options in Vegas. I'm with it. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to take photos of everything, and I will share them. So William Rossell wants to know, what is John's favorite dish for you to cook, and what is your favorite dish that John cooks? So I would say for him, the thing that I cook that he loves the most is something that he calls pizza chicken, which it's not really pizza chicken, but it's, it's very, it's simple. We used to not eat that much chicken. And now I feel like we've really upped our chicken intake. He was like big into like bison and steaks, even sometimes like pork chops. Um, chicken really wasn't on the table all that much, but now we're doing chicken, but I will do it. It's just like garlic powder, onion powder, oregano, thyme salt, pepper, and then some brown sugar. It's just the oregano and thyme, I think, makes him think that it tastes like pizza. So, but that's like his favorite. He loves it. He loves pizza chicken. Um, and mine that he makes, he doesn't like cook, cook very much. Like he will, like he can, he can really do a sandwich for sure. Sandwiches are his specialty. Honestly, when it's up to him to like get food, he usually just gets me this like Tuscan chicken salad that I love. Like that's him kind of cooking. It's this Tuscan chicken um, Caesar salad that he buys me from Kroger. Does that count? Yeah, I think that does. Now, who grills the meats outside with the egg? So you're me. doing all the grilling of the meats. You're yes. doing the smoking of the meats. Yeah, he's not. It's okay. all me. He does the snack bowls though. He is the snack guy. Like he puts together the bowls. It'll be like there'll be chips and pretzels and cereal. Like he he when he puts his mind to it, he can actually do some pretty inventive things in the kitchen. Actually, last night I made um, what's in my cookbook called the lamb jam, which is the lamb burger. He came up with a name for that. So, I mean, I'll give him credit for that. Um, but yeah, he gets very uh, he's a real outside the box thinker when it comes to food. Sometimes he puts stuff together and I'm like, absolutely not. But then he does stuff sometimes and I'm like, it's actually great. Like you just nailed that. So it's hit and miss. So John Moxley, excellent snacker. John Moxley does not smoke or cook the meats. There you nope. Go. 
You would assume because of the way he looks, he would like, like he would smell like mesquite. <laughs> He, you know what? He does like to like stoke a fire throughout the day. Like we've got a great little fire pit. So that he does master. So he does still s- smell nice and like smoky during the day. Good earthy bonfire smell. This one's from the FTR card collector. And they want to know, um, assuming John has it on TV many times, Hayabusa or Onita? I would say Onita. I mean, how could you not, right? Well, I guess for it's like the same thing. Like there has been an homage between Onita and and your husband. Yeah. But also too for for those that don't know who Hayabusa is, my advice to you would be do your Googles and watch some incredible stuff. I mean, they just did a dark side of the ring of FMW, and you can go back and watch that on Vice, and that predominantly features Onita and Hayabusa, and it's compelling stuff. Unfortunately, Hayabusa's career was cut short when he when he broke his neck in a match sadly but um the the work is so good and he really was an innovator of of that craft of mixing aerial assault and and going and you know being wrapped in barbed wire and exploding anything so yeah aerial assault is definitely not really in um John's um tool kit um he's he's more of a grounded animal since we're in the topic of wrestling i got one for you if if you're just randomly like what what's your go to match? I always say my favorite match ever is the Hollywood Backlot Brawl. So you'll just go to that like let's just say like oh, you know what I'm just gonna watch this. Honestly, I don't do that very often. Like my brain doesn't work like that. I'm not a I want to go back and watch matches kind of person. Like it, it depends on what it is. Like if there is something like really crazy in it or um, like a hilarious botch or something like maybe. But yeah, my brain just doesn't really work like that. I don't think like, you know what I haven't watched in a while is this and go back to watch it. I don't know. My brain, just it's just not my thing. You know what I go back to a lot and I don't know why. Like I've, I don't know, I've watched, I don't know, at this point feels like millions of hours of professional wrestling, but I will always go back to... WrestleMania 7, and I will watch the retirement match between Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior. There's just something about that match where I will sit, and I can watch it in a sitting maybe four times. Like, I will run it back four times. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's reminiscent of when me and my buddy Joe, because Joe's not on this existence anymore, and we would sit and we would watch that. We would watch old school wrestling. So I guess when I think of Joe, I'll pop it on. And I'll run that match back like four or five times and just because Joe was a he was a professional wrestler. He was trained through Johnny Rods. He was the intro to one of the WrestleManias. Like literally he he opens the show. You see like this big guy getting into the ring. You see like his boots, his back, his trunks. So like I'll run back that intro when I see him on WrestleMania was in Arizona. So like certain things like that. So that that's that's what I do. But uh, big shout out to you, Joe. I liked too that you, because with um, Ric Flair now having his like final match, and you're like, he already had it with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Renee, I'm so glad you brought that up because everybody's like, well, you know, he needs one more match. No, he had one more match. It was perfect. Then he went to Impact and he worked there, and you know, got into the mix a little bit. Then there was that this weird Hulk Hogan traveling tour wrestling show in Australia that they did. But in my mind, I don't think none of that exists. He had his match. It was with Shawn Michaels. It ended the way you want to go out, 
You look like a million dollars. You were presented like one of the wrestling gods. There is no need to now wrestle again at 74. You did it at 59. And you did it with arguably one of the greatest professional wrestlers. I mean, the FTR would dispute that. But one of the greatest professional wrestlers (laughs) in Shawn Michaels. And you went out like a king. There's no need to do it again. Oh, brother. Well, I mean, I'll I definitely will be like watching to see what this deal is. But yeah, it's you couldn't have had a better scenario than what him and Sean did. So this one comes from Joe Bayer and Joe wants to know, did WWE ever want to make your relationship with John into a storyline? I mean, they did to a tiny degree when we did that um, little bit of a thing with with Miz and Maurice. That was that was really the most that there was. So there was only like a few instances. So like that being one of them, when I got to slap Mike and then Maurice um, slapped me um, and there, you know, that was Mike had been like addressing like my relationship with John and blah, blah, blah. And we had like just gotten married when that started happening. So I think like we got married and people found out and it became a thing and blah, blah, blah. And then I think WWE kind of wanted to like jump on that. I don't even know if it was their idea or like whose idea that, I don't know if it was their idea. I don't know if it was Mike's idea. I can't remember exactly how that came to. Um, Cause I wasn't really in those conversations. It was more so like, are you comfortable with slapping the Miz tonight? And I was like, uh, okay, what? I have not had to slap anybody uh, really ever. Um, So that was really the most of that. But then there was other times too when I was doing commentary and it would kind of weave through a little bit um, because there was one time when John got put through the announce table and I had to go and like check on him like as his wife that was like part of the deal was me making sure that he was okay. But those were really kind of the extents of it in terms of there was no like, oh, I'm going to come out and like work with him and like be his valet or anything like that. Like there was never any conversation of anything like that. You think you would have taken some bumpskis? I would be down to to take some bumps or something like that in like kind of what I just because I think that's just fun. Like I do not like I don't have any weird feelings about that. And like, especially like on the physical side of things, like I feel like I would be, you know, my bump sucks. Don't get me wrong. But um, I would be down for that. But I think in terms of like what John does is so special and the connection that he has with the fans is so special. And he is clearly his own thing that I think me having anything to do with that and like having an on-camera character with him I think confuses that and it's definitely not necessary. Um, I, I think there's just, there's something better to him just being his own thing. I mean, even now when he's like, you know, from when he was like with the shield to even now with, with Regal and with Brian and, and Wheeler Yuta, he still is very much like he has so much individuality about him that I think, and also he's such a baby face. That you, it only really works with a heel, I think, having like your wife out there with you in some kind of situation. As you're talking, I'm imagining like what I would have loved to have seen from the fan perspective, right? And even if it wasn't a match, let's just say Maurice tried to get into the mix with when Mike and John would, would wrestle, right? I had my spot ready. It was pull off my shoes, double leg. There you go. I would have loved to have seen a couple's dirty deeds. That actually would be great. I know how to do it. I've definitely like set him up for it before in the kitchen. I was like, all right, eat the boot, double arms. I mean, I don't need to see you do a tope, but 
I think a couple's dirty deeds would have popped the crowd and it would have been everywhere. It would have been a gifable moment. It would have been a gifable moment. Maybe someday we will, but uh, I don't think that uh, if and when that happens would be when either of us are like in our primes. It might be like a last like victory tour. Get out there. I can dust off my old leather jackets and uh, see what we still got at that point. Like Ric Flair. Just gonna, you're gonna yeah. do it at, <laughs> exactly. You're gonna, you and John are gonna do it at 80. Why not? You know? <laughs> exactly. Just, just make it happen. Um, <laughs> one more observation from me, and then we'll get back to these questions. One of the interesting things, because you did talk about how there, like John is his own individual unique flower in this insulated world of the shield and himself and with you. And one of the things that I always found incredibly dope was that even though you guys were so intertwined with each other because of your relationship and then later on your marriage, both of you were able to branch off and not be, oh, well, that's John Moxley's wife. Oh, that's Renee Young's husband. Because when you think of like Macho Man and Liz, they're tied together. When you think of Mike and Maurice, they're tied together. You know, similar instances with Bree and Brian. You know, they're tied together. Even John and Nikki at one point, they were, you know what I mean? They were tied together. And I always thought it was incredibly cool that you guys were individuals on camera as well as individuals off camera. And the two never really like kind of meshed to become like, um, like Benefer. I just don't think that it works for what we're doing. And, you know, I think, you know, also keeping in mind the fact that I'm not a wrestler of course, changes the dynamic of that. I'm sure if I was out there, you know, in gear and have my boots on and that was a different option, I still don't think that we would have. Like, I don't think that that's something, you know, especially for John that he would have wanted to do. I mean, he is so, like, knows what he's doing, knows his character, all that stuff. So, yeah, I just, I don't think that it would have worked. And as much as people, you know, it could have been funny to be like, oh, double deeds, something like that, whatever. Could have been great. But I think us staying as separates, I think it's just better for both of us. I think being able to have that individuality and to not be totally looped together all the time, it's just, it's nice to have that separation because as much as we can both work in the professional wrestling world, it's cool that we have our own lanes to be in and that there's no stepping on any toes. There's never any weirdness with like creative direction, stuff like that. You know, even like Becky and Seth, it's like they had like small, small little moments of them doing stuff together. But honestly, a lot of the times they are fairly separate in what they do. Same with Brie and Brian, honestly. Like Brie and Brian, they also have obviously had moments and they've wrestled together. They've done mixed tags, right? Yeah, they've done mixed tags. Yeah, they actually wrestled Mike and Maurice. That's right. Well, from the reality TV standpoint, Brie and Brian, they're locked together. I know. It's it's such an interesting dynamic. And it's it's hard to like kind of strike the balance on that sometimes too because, you know, obviously with John being the, you know, his notoriety and his um, popularity, I guess, with like what he does – is so different than what I do. So, I mean, there are times, it's funny when I'm like, when I go to like AEW shows now, it's very weird for me to be there, to like be at a wrestling show and not be working. And that's when I, that's when I do feel like I'm like, oh, I'm just here as John Moxley's wife. It's a funny feeling. I don't like know what to do with my hands. 
Like, does anybody need anything? I feel weird just hanging out. So there you go, folks. Renee's not going to be doing a death match anytime soon. All right. So just leave <laughs> not it at yet. That. Anyway, football fans, check out the three and out podcast with John Middlecoff only on the volume podcast network. John brings his unique perspective as an ex NFL scout to the volume to break down all the news around the NFL and college football. Whether you're looking for game predictions, coaching searches, the ins and outs of the NFL front office, even an occasional golf tip. John has you covered. Download 3 and Out with John Middlecoff, only on the Volume Podcast Network. This one's from It's Chris Doc, and Chris wants to know, whatever happened to Vinyl Fridays? Do you have any plans to bring it back? Also, what are your favorite vinyl pickups of this year so far? Okay, that's a really great question because I think about this all the time. So first of all, I do get flagged a lot by Warner Media. They get very <laughs> upset that I have posted so many videos online. Um, so those, uh, some of them I think are like gone. Um, but the reason why I've not been posting more vinyl is because my record player, so I'm not great when it comes to like the tech side of things and something is messed up with it right now. And it sounds like it's like underwater. I can't get the audio right. It just sounds wonky. So I've actually not even been using my record player all that much because I just can't get the audio where it needs to be. I need to figure that out. I was really hoping that my brother was going to come down for Nora's birthday because he is like the tech geek of the family. And I thought he was going to be able to sort me out, but he's not able to make it, unfortunately. So I know I need to find like, I need like one of those like geek squad people to like come to my house or like some, I don't know, I need like an audio genius to come and, and sort me out because I just, I can't get the audio right and it bums me out because now the record player is like finally in a more centralized part of the house where it does make more sense to have it on. Before we'd have to like go in the front room and it felt like it was like far away from everything. But now it's like in the middle of the house and it's right there. And I just feel like I'm not getting to use it all that often. So that being said, I've also not been buying a ton of vinyl lately because of that. So I'm like, I need to get this fixed before I'm buying any more stuff. There are some really cool looking record shops out here. Um, and actually, I did buy a bunch of Christmas vinyl uh, when we got here for the holidays because we were hitting a bunch of different like antique shops. And um, yeah, I got a lot of Elvin and the Chipmunks. I've been getting more like kids vinyl stuff too because I thought that'd be like fun stuff to be able to put on for Nora. Um, and there was one called like the something like Snowflake and it's a story about a snowflake in Cincinnati. It was like recorded here in Cincinnati with like, I think like a famous like radio broadcaster or something like that. So it's got like kind of a cool story to it. No, that's funky. I, I had to get rid of a ton of vinyl because I just thought about the the process of storing it and moving it. And I was a DJ and did the... And I did the turntable thing, and I'm like, this is an inconvenience. And I had some really dope shit. I would just sell it to vinyl collectors. I made a couple of bucks. Nice, nice. But I kept some really weird things, right? Like, for some reason, I had Christmas time at the Ponderosa from Bonanza because I was also into – well, we were sampling records too because I had like a couple of mixtapes out, me and my buddy. So we would like sample records make albums and then have these like these rappers come on some like weirdo things right and i think we sampled like lauren green the guy that played uh you know whatever his name was on 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 bonanza you know like the, the dad and we had him like singing a christmas record and we then just sped up the tempo and did that like just play sound with the do -do 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 -do, like those like hard drums and it was the weirdest thing in the world and i was like why do i still have this record like i'm still holding on to christmas at the ponderosa 
I love that. And then I have the Rocky Three soundtrack. I love a good soundtrack album too. I, I've got quite a few of those. But yeah, I love like, I love going into like the antique shops and finding, you know, weird little bins that just have whatever in there. It's nice to go into like an actual record shop and they've got like, you know, the beautiful new colored vinyl and blah, blah, blah. All the great things that go into like, you know, doing a little crate digging and finding some cool shit. But um, yeah, I know I need to get back into it. But before that, I need to get um, my sounds right because it's not enjoyable to listen to right now because I know it just doesn't sound like how it's supposed to. Maybe it's a tube issue. You have to look that up. It might be a tube issue. Okay. Your thing is like pretty, like you have a pretty legit setup. I know. And it's just, it's been wonky for a while. I've got a replacement needle for it at one point. I thought maybe the needle was off. I think it's your amp, though. It might be your amp of the tubes if you have, like, you probably have an amp. I do have an amp. Okay, well, we'll talk uh, We'll talk later, and maybe you can help me. You got, <laughs> you got it. Um, this one, oh, you got a lot of Cincinnati questions. My God. Interesting. Um, this one comes from Maury and Bugsby, and they want to know, how do you like Cincinnati so far? And what is the most surprising thing about John as a father so far? It's a two-pronged question. So a two-parter. I like it. Um, Cincinnati, I'm obsessed with. I love this city. I feel like it's super underrated. I think it was, I want to say Vogue even. Maybe it was Harper's Bazaar. Some like nice magazine was saying that like Cincinnati is like this undiscovered gem to live in, calling it like the new Brooklyn, which honestly I can kind of get down with, especially like downtown and like in the over the Rhine area, which is such a cool spot. But there's like, as I was just saying, like all these great little like vintage antique shops, like want like beautiful like mom pa restaurants, like tons of locally owned places, um, different boutiques, all that. There's so many different little side streets to walk down. And then there's like the old cobblestone roads because the city is so old and so much stuff is still like up and standing and stuff that's being redone and refurbished, all those things. So the beauty and the charm of the city, I love. There's also like incredible parks. So there's lots of parks that we can walk to um, just to like cruise around, but also just to like put Nora in. There's like splash pads everywhere. So it's a very like... As nerdy as it sounds to make it so family oriented, but there's stuff to do. Like that's the thing when I was in Vegas that I always felt like there was nothing to do. I'm like, I go on the same walk every day. It's hot. There's nothing to really look at. There's nothing of really like any interest. For here, there's, there's just so many different points of interest. I mean, even if you want to go to the zoo, you want to go to the museum. There's a, a really great place called the Crone Conservatory that's, um, like a big, um, like greenhouse kind of situation. They've got all these different rooms. One's like a desert vibe. The you know all these different plants and whatnot. But right now they have like this butterfly exhibit going on. So there's always tons of really cool things to do here, and I could not be happier with this move. I love it, love it, love it. Um, and John is a dad. Ooh, baby, is that shit ever cute? I love it. I love it. I just did like an interview not long ago where I was saying like, it, it's like seeing your husband with your child and like their relationship being separate from like the relationship that I have with either of them. You know, it's different from the relationship that I have with John. It's different from the relationship that I have with Nora and to see them doing their thing and the things that like they do together in their own little world. Like that's how second babies are made. It's just the cutest, best thing ever. I love it. Are we dropping some hints here? Are we? 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm always kind of dropping some hints. I'm like, I want, well, I don't want all of the babies, but I definitely want like more babies. Well, how many more babies? How many more babies are we thinking? I think like one more. I'm happy. Do you have to give one more? I'd John be happy. The son. Do we have to have the son? You might be. You guys might be girl dads and girl moms. I think we are girl dads. <laughs> we are girl dads. No, I feel like we are. It's funny because when I first got pregnant, I was convinced. I was like, we're just going to have boys. I'm going to be in a house with all these rough and tumble boys that are peeing everywhere and they're all messy and blah, blah, blah. And then when I did the gender test and, I, and found out that we were having a girl, I was like, shut up. There's no way. Oh my God, I'm gonna have a daughter. I'm gonna have like this like built in best friend for life. She can keep me young and hip and show me what's up. But now that we have a daughter, I just feel like we're gonna have another girl. My gut is telling me that if and when we were to have another baby, it would be a girl. Stay tuned, folks. We're gonna find out together. Stay tuned. Who knows? So Stephen Keith wants to know, what are your food related hills that Renee Paquette is willing to die on? Hmm. I mean, I don't think that this is, uh, I don't think this is very controversial, but I've never met a carb that I didn't like. I will have any carb. I've never met a potato I didn't like ever. If that's on the menu, I'm down. I love it. Give me all of it. Um, oh, I'm weird about leftovers. I like leftovers just one day after. Anything beyond that is trash to me. It's got to go. I don't like stuff sitting in my fridge. It freaks me out. I feel like everything's dirty and infested. So I get get very weird about that. Anything beyond that or like not in like a tightly sealed container or something like, oh my God, freaks me out. What's the shelf life of a leftover that you don't cook that let's say you bring home from a restaurant? How long is it staying in that refrigerator before it gets chucked? One day. Even if John wants to go back and be like, where's the uh, the fish tacos? Well, first of all, he usually smashes it the night after anyways. So he's not one for really leaving a, a trail of crumbs behind him. Uh, so no, it, yeah, I, I got a one day shelf life over here. That's it. Why don't we do, what do we got time for like one one more question? We got, yeah, let's let's see. There, There's some, oh my God, there's so many good ones. Like literally there are so many good ones. Okay, let's do two then. This is from, I don't even know how to say this name, but I'm going to... Give it a shot. D-Rich loves tea. And this person wants to know, what do you love most about Claudio Castagnoli? Oh my God, what a great question. I love that question. What do I love the most about Claudio Castagnoli? His dad jokes, 100%. I actually went to send him one yesterday and then I didn't because it was like late when I saw it. Would you like me to recite the dad joke that I was going to send to Claudio? Please do. And now you have to send it to him. You still have to do it. You know what? I'll send it as I am reading it. What do you call someone who tells dad jokes but isn't a dad? I don't know what. A faux pas. (laughs) That's so bad but so good. Isn't it great? I'm sending it to him right now. And I could see him really enjoying that and laughing, doing that little Claudio. Claudio loves dad jokes like that's his wheelhouse. It's so good. There was another one, too, that I also saved. I'm just going to rattle off one more for you guys. Where do rainbows go when they're bad? I don't know where. Prism. It's a light sentence. (laughs) Eh? Again, Eh? these are so good that they're bad. That's how we define um, a dad joke, you know? 
We gotta love them. So yes, that would probably be my favorite thing about Claudio. That's number one, followed closely by um, his love of great coffee, I guess. And he's got a coffee now. I know he does. Support his beans. Go search Claudio's coffee. Yeah, support the man's beans. Send him a dad joke. I would assume that it's claudioscafe.com. It's gotta be. That's been a thing for many, many years. It's probably still in contention. Um, And finally, since you are a Canadian gal, corn underscore CWM wants to know, Oilers or Flames? (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I'm going to go with the Oilers on this one. Oilers have to be my guys. I mean, the Battle of Alberta... Uh, I've not been, I, my finger has not been like completely on the pulse with this series, but I keep like seeing like all the tweets, all of the craziness, but, um, yeah, it's pretty freaking great to see between like, there's like the battle of Florida while also having the battle of Alberta. Also Connor McDavid is just like really hard to bet against. I mean, the guy is just what an incredible talent that man is. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Oilers on this one. Also, my uncle Jim is, uh, is out in Edmonton. So, and actually the first time that I had a legal beer was in Edmonton at an Oilers game. My uncle brought me out there. I was there for a ringette tournament and the drinking age in Alberta is 18. It's 19 in Ontario. So I got to go to a hockey game with him. He bought me the jersey, the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. And every time I would walk away to like go to the bathroom, there'd be like another gigantic beer under my chair so yeah i really got lit up at an oilers game one time with my uncle jim and it was the best shout outs to uncle jim man. yeah shout outs to uncle jim no question well there you have it folks renee answered some of your questions there are a ton left maybe we'll save this and we'll do it again soon yeah listen always something good to go back to i like to know that the well is full and we can dive back in again at some other point so yeah guys thanks for um sending out some questions i'm sorry we didn't get to more of them but i think we rattled through quite a few and yeah we'll be able to like revisit this again at some point these are always like fun episodes to just like hang out and have a little time have a little emilio renee catch up and now we've got we're well if you guys are listening to this we're already out in vegas making more podcast magic um so stay tuned for for more of that content and uh yeah thanks for hanging out with us this has been the sessions uh you know where to uh to find us to track us down uh make sure to follow emilio at emilio sparks and of course the volume at the volume sports and we'll see you guys next time toodles 